Why, hello everyone. This is Classic Homesteading Practices. And today, we're going to be talking about composting. Now, for every gardener, this is going to be a very valuable podcast. This is going to be talking to everyone who has animals as well. And for those who may even be interested in doing a side hustle for compost. I know in some parts of the state, there are a lot of people who do compost on the side uh, and make some money. Or, again, they're just looking for something to put in their garden so they don't have to get dirt from the store ever again. And that is the wonderful thing about compost is basically... What you're doing with it is telling the store that you are no longer going to be buying $8 a bag of their dirt. Now, how are you going to be able to do this? Well, the wonderful thing about compost, it is very easy to make. Now, it does take some time. There is some shoveling effort that you're going to have to deal with, but... Over time, uh, it is very worth the uh, the small chore that you have to deal with. So what is compost? Well, compost, depending if it is animal compost or if it is vegetable compost, is basically decaying matter. And this decaying matter can be hay, plant life, animal poop, hay, straw, anything that is starting to break down that is either from the outdoors or even foodstuffs. I've even had people talk about composting paper, dog hair, human hair, which barbers get it. I got it. You don't have to burn it. Use it somewhere else. Wood shavings, etc. This is also another thing. Uh, If you are doing worm composting, which again is a way to do uh, or make fertilizer, all of the things that I just listed, you can be putting in your worm bins to feed your worms. Though, in all honesty, they probably will not eat the hair uh, or fur. They will just let that be and it'll decay into the rest of the fertilizer being made. But again, almost anything and everything can be composted. It's just whether or not you wish to deal with the smell. And also, you have to see the risks that are involved with putting some things in your compost, which is something else that we will be discussing. The biggest thing about it when it comes to not putting anything into your compost is mainly things that have to do with ink or paint. Things that could have iron, arsenic, any kind of heavy metal in it. So anything with colors or ink or paint, just don't put that into your compost. Make sure that if you're going to be doing cardboards, papers, anything like that, uh, just make sure that it's plain. No glossy photo paper, no cardboard uh, cardstock, just nice plain paper.
But that does include paper towels, uh, toilet paper, like nose blowing paper, uh, and tissue paper. Also, the toilet rolls, the little browned rolls that are at the end of the toilet paper or paper towel roll, those are compostable. And your bread heels, because if you're like me, you don't eat the bread heels because you're a savage, and you just throw them in the compost for something else to eat. So, how are you going to hold all of these stuffs? Whether, again, it be foodstuffs or ground clippings, leaves, or all of the moving paper that you had to deal with. Uh, instead of recycling it. Well, for the practice of what I'm trying to give to you, we're going to be going the aerobic route, which means um, air is going to be let through into this composter. It's not going to be anything anaerobic, like a closed container where no air is able to get through. No trash bags, trash bins, uh any kind of tote or anything like that, we're actually going to be using an open method. And the most simple open composting method is literally making a pile on the ground. Now, for a lot of people, this isn't something that you'd want to do if you live in a suburb area. And the reason being is because you will have squirrels and other things trying to come in, picking at your compost, and it will be spread around your yard wherever you have it. Which is why it's nice to have a semi-enclosed or a fully enclosed bin to put your compost in. And a very easy way to keep your compost in one spot is to have wire mesh. Now, if you live near a Lowe's or a Home Depot, or if somebody you know has chicken wire or hog wire, which is a wire mesh that is sturdy enough to stand alone, um, this is what I'm talking about, about making a bin out of. Or basically a giant circle that you hook together from end to end, and then you can put your compost in there. Now, the convenience of this is, one, it is very simple to make, and it is very simple to put your compost in, and it is also very simple to get the compost out, because, again, it is a giant circle, so you can grab the top of it, flip it over and all of the contents can come out and you can stir your compost, which is very important to get the compost to properly aerate and decon or decay faster. And then you put your bin right side up again and put all of your compost back in there. So that is the first easy way with a bin that you can do. Now, the second way, which is for people who want to put a little bit of time uh, and have a project with their compost bin, 
is what's called a handy composter. Now, I found this composter. I did not make, uh, I did not invent this composter. This was made by a man called, oh mercy, I lost his name. Give me a second. It was designed by Lyman Wood. This was back before the 80s. Um, I'm getting this from a book that is called Homemade, 101 Easy to Make Things, Your Garden, Home, or Farm. And it is by Ken Brerin and Roger Griffith. This is a fantastic book. It is actually one of the ways that I've gotten most of my classical homesteading guidelines for when it comes to building most things that I've needed for my garden and for my animals. Um, I highly recommend you try and find it, though uh, it does look a little bit different than the copy that I have. Uh, The one that you would get would probably be the updated version, especially because mine, again, is from the 80s. But this handy composter, which was, again, designed by Lyman Wood, is talking about building four wooden frames around four feet high and six feet long each. Like, those are the frame sizes. And then hooking them together with door hooks. So if any of you remember uh, what door hooks look like, if you don't, one side is an eye hook that you screw into one side, and then you have a clasp hook on the other side, which will close or fixture together to close the frames together, to hold the frames together. And the wood that you're going to be using are 2x4s or 2x2s. Personally, This is a structure that isn't going to be too hard to work with. A 2x2 will be sturdy enough for this. And then surrounding each frame on the outside, you're going to put chicken wire on it. Again, to support the compost, to not let it go outside of the frames, and also give aeration to the compost itself. So you have that aerobic ability, the air is getting in there and helping the bacteria grow so it can break down whatever you put in your compost. And this is a really nice way to also make a compost bin, not only because it's a wonderful project to make, but because it's easy to open, easy to slat both sides, and then just shovel over, mix up the compost itself. Now, I feel like I need to go a little bit deeper into how to make compost because it sounds very easy to do. It is very easy to do. But there are some things, again, that you need to realize with making compost. And the reason why I say that is because I did not realize um, there are maybe some things that you don't want to put in your compost just to keep pests, wild animals, and other things out of there. Now, while you literally can put anything in a compost, because everything does break down over time, even plastic, but again, I would not do that because it takes thousands of years to break it down. There are things uh, that break down easy that you still don't want to put in your compost. For instance, 
meat products and dairy products have been some of the things that people do not recommend. And the reason being, again, is just animals and other pests that might come over and start eating your compost. So if you're ever worried about bears or bobcats, squirrels, chipmunks, anything else, just keep very smelly things out of your compost. Stick to your garden waste. So anything that comes out of your garden, safe to put in there. Anything that comes out of the ground, like flowers, lawn clippings, anything that comes off of trees, any twigs or branches that are small enough that you're not worried about them uh, staying whole for very long, like they'll break down easily, throw them in the compost. Again, food items that are not smelly or you're not worried about E. coli growing on them, um, go ahead and put them in the compost. Like I was talking about earlier, I throw away bread heels. I throw away the clippings of my indoor plants and toilet paper, other things that have not been exposed to very stinky, smelly things, and again, that haven't had paint or any caustic things that might leach out and contaminate my garden. And again, after you take away those things, there's still a wide variety of things to compost. Now, the golden rule from what I've heard, uh, I personally have not done this, I've always made my compost bigger, is that you at least want to have a three foot by three foot by three foot compost. That is the smallest you should do in order to get the heat, the decomposer, or oh goodness, the decomposition that you want from a compost. And when I talk about heat, I do truly mean heat. When you open up or you're shoveling over your compost, on the inside of your compost, it is going to be hot because all the activity that is decomposing in this ball of matter is generating energy. It's generating heat. And so when you turn it and it's closer to the winter months, you will see steam coming off of it. This also happens in the springtime. It's very cool to see. It's very crazy to see sometimes. Um, but that is one of the general ways you know that you're getting your compost to work. Now, this doesn't always mean that it's not working. So don't be concerned if it's not hot. If it's warm, it's still fine. If you see that there are uh, a nice white sheen, that there are, there's breakdown occurring, don't be concerned. Other things that you can put in your compost as well is charcoal. Um, this actually helps when it comes to masking smell. Um, don't put too much because again, that can unbalance your compost, which means that there's just too much carbon in there. So it sucks up all the nitrogen and it's not as much nitrogen as you want in your garden. Because again, nitrogen 
is the chemical that helps your green foliage, your plants to grow. So, after you have figured out what you're going to be putting in your compost and you've also figured out which bin you want to do, you can also now look at where you want to put your compost. Now, the easiest place to put your compost is near your greatest uh, place where you're getting your compost from, which is generally going to be your garden or your backyard where you're clipping all of your lawn stuff from. Unless you do only a front lawn. And then again, you can just put it on the side of the house and take all your clippings and put it in there. Um, though, if people are doing other composting, like manure composting, that can be put near the chicken coop or the barn for the cows, the pigs, the horses. Depending on where your animals live at is where that compost can be. And the reason why I say can be is that there might be some of you who want to do a communal compost where you put all of, you know, the poop and the garden stuff together um, that will mess with your compost time because uh, chicken, cow, pig, and horse poop is a nitrogen-hot fertilizer, which means that it needs to sit for a period of time before you can put it in your garden uh, versus just having cold compost or after all of the compost has decayed into uh, black and brown matter or dirt, then you can immediately just put it in your compost and you don't have to worry about it. Um, those, those are the things that you need to truly worry about. So remember, if you decide that you want to just do one communal pot, one communal composting spot, and you're putting your animal fertilizer in the composting pot, uh, you are going to have to wait before putting it in your garden for at least a year if it's chickens. If it's pigs and cows and horses, you're going to have to wait two years or you're going to kill your plants. So for people who do not want to do that, um, I do recommend putting a compost pile next to the barn or the chicken coop and then just taking out any litter or any poop that is in there and then letting it sit for, again, the recommended year or two years. Then you can use that to go and fertilize your garden. Pretty fantastic. And again, depending on how much uh, you're getting from the chicken coop or from your other places with your animals, you do not need a bin. When we had pigs, we were getting an enormous amount of fecal matter from them. And I mean a ton. And what we would do is the deep litter method, which means it would be straw, and then they poop on it, straw, 
they'd poop on it, straw, they'd poop on it, and we would do this for four months out of the year, or once a season, we would clean it completely out. And the reason why we did this was, one, for the pigs, they enjoy rooting around, and two, we were helping compost their poop with hay and straw, so we didn't have to wait as long to put that pig fertilizer in the ground later. We already had four months ahead of schedule, and it's always worked, which is wonderful. But after we decide to rake it out, we would put it next to the side of the barn and let it sit. And then again, we would straw and then let them do their thing. And again, just let that, for a lack of a better term, pig poop lasagna, not delicious, um, again, just work itself out until the next season came. And again, we would do the cycle all over again. So, there is that thought on composting. If you have any questions, I do have a Facebook page for Classic Homesteading Practices that you can go and talk about and ask me questions on. Um, And I would like to let you guys know that this is going to be the last episode for Season 3 before we get into the garden phase of this podcast. Season four is going to be all about gardening for a while because it is that time of year. There are a lot of people who are going to be starting their plants indoors, or if they're lucky enough, they're already starting their seeds outside. So you're going to be putting that compost that we just talked about to good use, hopefully, unless this is your first time learning about compost, then If that is the case, I really hope this information was useful for you, and I hope it sets you up for a better gardening season. Have a good one, guys. Until next time, bye.